Hello, I'm Al Foran and you're listening to In Conversation With. Good afternoon and welcome to In Conversation With. We're coming to you from a new location once again. Mm-hmm. Lads, where are we? We are in Port Marnock. We are in Port Marnock. Yeah. No. Bring the cabin man to, to <laughs> Dublin for a day. Uh, we're five minutes away yeah. from Port Marnock. We're five minutes away. <laughs> and that is your hometown, of course. Yeah. Um, I suppose we better let everyone know who we are. Uh, we are sitting here in the humble home of Mr. Al Forn, comedian, impressionist, <laughs> man of many talents and man of van- many different voices. Al, thanks very much for having us today. Yeah, pleasure, lads. Absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, so we'll start like we traditionally do. What, what did you initially think when I approached you to be, to be on the podcast? Ah, initially, I've, I've, I've gone on many podcasts before and I always enjoy. Mm. I always enjoy going on them because I suppose I get to be myself for um, whatever, 40 minutes to an hour and a half and I don't get to kind of, you know... Nobody kind of plays the dance monkey dance it up, <laughs> yeah. you know, where you oh, do this and do that, you know. So it's no, I enjoy that, I do, I, I enjoy going on podcasts. You know? Actually, how did Colin reach out to you now? Did he slide into your DMs or was it an, an email? email? Okay, okay, email, okay. Yeah. okay. And yeah. how, did a lot of our guests comment on the wording of Colin's emails? He gets a lot of good positive feedback for it, you know. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was great wording in the mm-hmm. email, yeah, mm-hmm. very professional, very professional, yeah. you know, <laughs> absolutely. Where, where I was just uh. No problem, pal. <laughs> it, was, it was the exact same. Like we've had, I've had that with a couple of guests. Like Kira King was the same. Very casual response. Uh, but Al didn't drop us an X now. Like Kira did. Yeah, Kira did actually drop the X. Um, but yeah, again, like it is funny when I send that, send that kind of very politely worded email well, you're and always, you get back the casual. Response. You're always saying no problem, pal, and then. If you say, I'll see you on so-and-so, pal, you say, oh, shit, I have to take it back. Put in buddy just to... Yeah, it, just know, mix it up. Just change it up. Just change it up. I got man, I got bud, I got buddy, I got pal. Yeah, all that, yeah. Right, so we'll get straight into it. So so anybody who doesn't know Al, if they haven't seen his terrific work on social media and other fields, you're an impressionist and comedian. Well, when did you get the flavour for it first? Um any impressionist will tell you that you know how they started off was impersonating family members at the weddings and the, and the parties um i was i was impersonating my uncles my aunties from a very early age uh, from re- from around the age of 10 um i remember my my parents wedding um how many years ago now jesus how many years about 17 years yeah 17 years ago now um, 17 years ago in March, I was 10 years old and I stood up to make a speech and in my speech I was impersonating my brother, my two uncles, my aunties and... Ripped anyone that was inside basically. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Not so much. The impressions weren't accurate but they were just more so the mannerisms mm-hmm. and, you know, I suppose like all the, all the, all the people who were at the wedding were wondering like, the balls of this 10 year old kid get up and make a speech and start impersonating everyone at the table but yeah that's that's what I did that's what I did at a very young age and was it was, like coming into that wedding now was it said to you before I'll you do 10 minutes up on the stage will you I think so yeah I think it was it was always kind of a, a party trick of mine to impersonate the, the, the family members you know I had done it a, a few months previous and then I just decided that affected all up and do it for the crack and so and so there was aunties and uncles giving me 
a few quid after, <laughs> you know, it was great. Give you the book then. Yeah, yeah, sipping, sipping the Coca-Cola, I was <laughs> delighted with myself, you know, so... And what, when did the impressions move out of the foreign clan then? When did you start looking towards popular figures? Um, I'd say from around the age, yeah, say 17. I started impersonating, started off football, um, Ferguson and Mourinho and all of those different characters, Jeff Stelling. We have Premier League years on in the background. Yeah, 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 we do. It's always on. Alison puts her eyes up to heaven when she sees the <laughs> Premier League years is on. But um, yeah, that's how it started. Just impersonating the the football characters when I was 17 and th- that's that's when it really did begin I did my first gig when I was 18 I'd say three four months before my leaving sir wow yeah where was that Port Marnock um, the Sports and Leisure Centre okay it was in a room it used to be it's called it was called the live room then it's now called the Martello room Um, plenty of you know Plenty of big time comedians have, have headlined there, Tommy Tiernan, Jason Byrne. Very good. Uh, and I did my first gig there. Baptism of Fire. 150 people. Oh, it was just, it was all over the place. As expected, you know, my first, first ever gig. I never did any, I never went to do any um, open mics or anything like that. I just okay. went up and did the impressions. How, how, did, how, did, how was it arranged? Was there. 20 minutes of it was material okay. for, you know, the normal impressions, the celebrity impressions that I did. And then and then I picked out people in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started impersonating them. You know? Just off the cuff, like? Just off the cuff. Very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Off the cuff is my... Yeah, forte. It's, it's my forte. It's my go-to. I did uh, you know? impersonating ever get you in trouble in school? Uh, no. Actually, were you a cheeky no. chap in school now? Uh, I was. I, I, yeah. okay. I was, but, but not... You weren't bold as such. You were bold, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know... I, if the teachers gave out to me and they said, ah, oh, you can't be doing, you know, stop, you know, I would. I wasn't the type to, to get back at, them. back at them. But they knew I was a bit of a messer. Um, but no, they never got me in trouble. I would impersonate a lot of the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, I think they, they kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, they didn't take any offence to it. Uh, I remember around the time before my gig, um, when I was 18, the school chaplain, Sister Geraldine, got me to go. We'd go on the intercom. If you remember, <laughs> like the PA, like yeah, the PA system to over a thousand kids in the school. And uh, if you remember, I think maybe nine years ago, Jedward were the in thing. Yeah, that was yeah. one of my impressions that I did then. And I remember I did John and Edward on the intercom. But people genuinely thought that that was, that was them, like, them, yeah. And I remember, oh Jesus, it was great though. You know, and it was it was mad that a school chaplain would want to troll all of her students, you know, in, in the school that, you know, it was me on the intercom talking as these two... Egypts from... Yeah. <laughs> Egypts. Ah, they did well for themselves. They did. Right? They're, still, they're still knocking about. They're still knocking about. Someone showed me a picture of them the last day. Two boys are actually ripped. Yeah, they are. Like, they're they? absolutely jacked, like, yeah. I'd be blessed to be in that show. <laughs> Christ almighty. But, um... Yeah, I was going to say to you, because... You know, obviously you're you're expecting you're expecting your child now any day now. Yeah. Um, have you heard of phantom pregnancies? What's this? You know, you, you don't you're not familiar with them. It's, it's, it's where the male. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Takes on you know a lot of the stress. And, <laughs> and, and <laughs> I wonder if she can hear that. <laughs> she laughed it off when I told her. I didn't know the term for it though. Okay. Phantom pregnancy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it is. She's hoping not. I'm going through that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting the food cravings as well? And... Yeah, it's just... 
but I'm in the gym as well. But it just it's hard to it's hard to stick like it's hard to stick to the diet. I, I went to the gym maybe a year or two ago, mm-hmm. lost a ton of weight, you know. But just with this whole thing. When we get back to it, I'll, I'll definitely... You'll get back into a routine. I'll get back into the routine. You say routine. that now, but now when you're up at four o'clock in the morning... Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. All the heady of... I know, I know, I know, I know. But look... Actually, while, while we're touching on that subject, um, like, do, do you go to any parenting classes? Have you done any of this kind of stuff? Um, not so... Yeah, I think it's it's mandatory to do the classes in the rotunda. Okay. Um, okay. We, we went to six classes just to prepare us for labour. And there was a post... Um, there was a post kind of baby class as mm-hmm. well, you know, just guiding us through what to, you know, support to, the neck support, and support, yeah, how to hold the head and all this kind of stuff and all that. She's she's well versed. She, <laughs> she worked. She's a she's a full she's a primary school teacher. Okay. Um, my let's actually am I allowed to say that? I might edit that out. It's okay. Am I allowed to say that, Alison? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Grant, we don't need to edit that. <laughs> she's a, she's a primary school teacher, um, but she worked. In you know the crashes before, yeah, yeah. changing babies' nappies. So well versed. I'm going to be yeah. I'm going to be you know looking behind. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um yeah, she's she, she's brilliant. She's all set for it, you know. And she's been fantastic so far. She really has. I'm very proud of you. Very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so back to the um. But yeah, you. Did your first gig when you were eighteen? When yeah. did you start getting a bit? Of, actually, when did you start Facebook page? Two thousand and thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Six years ago. And did that was that a slow burner or did it slow? Yeah. Until, until twenty fifteen, yeah. um, Conor McGregor came along, and that's that was the, yeah, I have to say it was the launchpad impression. Um, I had been doing impressions for so long before that, but because he was, he was the big thing in the country. He was mm-hmm. the big thing around the world mm-hmm. at that point with the, the build up to the Jose Aldo fight that that was the launch pad for me and and then I and then after that I had the opportunity to kind of show off my other impersonations mm-hmm. the football ones uh, if you look at my Twitter you'll actually notice my Twitter is it's very football centric yeah we were, we were only discussing on the yeah. way down yeah yeah a lot of people want to hear my football impressions especially the Van Gaal and the Mourinho. That's how gigs he loved that. Yeah. Oh, yes, he did. He did. Well, it's great to see Ryan again doing good job with Wales. I'm very proud of him. Give him a smack at first. <laughs> but what would you care? You're Liverpool fan. <laughs> I actually seen his brother. What's his name? Rod. Rodri. Yeah. yeah. That was the whole thing on. Um, that was very like, close to the bone. I thought. I, I was really. I thought that was a piss take. I thought. I didn't, and I hadn't seen. I seen uh, the paper ad. But it's Paddy Power, isn't it? Yeah, it's Paddy Power. They, 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 they like to. Did you remember when Mayweather at the the weigh-ins for the the McGregor yeah. fight? Mayweather was wearing the Paddy Power boxers yeah. up on the weighing up on the scales. You know? Yeah, no, it was very close to the bone, but kind of what mm. you expect from Paddy Power if you look at their Twitter. Um, so it was Conor McGregor then that kind of launched the page. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, like if you remember back in twenty fifteen, he was. Doing the world tour with Jose Aldo, mm-hmm. and when he really blew up, really yeah. blew up at that point. He really blew. Up. He was, I remember he was, you know, they, they showed the embedded, and he was there pinching his neck behind them. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. he was. He was just uh, the, the, Those videos were getting millions of views. Everybody was watching them, and I just I jumped along, did the McGregor impression, and it really did. It, it got, it, yeah, it became 
fairly stratospheric for a good two years. And was years. it like was it kind of overnight, or did you just gradually see it just it started it, to? It it was gradually. Okay. Gradu- the 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 videos were picking up, mm-hmm. uh, and then I remember Jose Aldo um, pulled out of the fight. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Chad Mendes in July. Yeah. <coughs> it was Chad Mendes. He pulled out, and then I did a video with um, McGregor on the phone to to Dana White and. Mike Tyson was involved in the video and then that I look back at it now and it's a shit video <laughs> it's a terrible video compared to, to to what I to what I pull out now but it went viral you know at the time it was at a time where any you know Facebook videos were just going just, viral yeah. like that at the click of a finger um, until all of the algorithm changes came in um, but yeah it, it really, that launched it launched everything it was kind of the pathway to me leaving my job um, later on in the year you were um, working retail at that point was it? I was I was I was working retail um, I enjoyed I, look, I enjoyed it Every, you know I worked retail I went on a J1 in Chicago very good um, I don't know if you, if you guys in your J I, I went to New York a couple of years ago New York, yeah, yeah I, I, the best decision I ever made in my life yeah, that's what I said at the time uh, at the time why did you not like it I did I did and I didn't I didn't yeah. do it properly to be honest okay. Um so we went out to New York. Uh, I'd actually, I didn't want a J one. I went on a holiday visa. Okay. In case Donald Trump's listening, uh, I had all my paperwork in order. Um, didn't have a fake social security number. So oh, I'm listening. I'm listening to you all day. <laughs> I don't know. Tell me how you were, how your experience was. A wonderful, great city, New York. Unfortunately, it's my city. I've been there for a long time, but they're a blue state. It's very bad. I'm trying to change that, trying to change it into a red state. Well, we had a great time. We, we, <laughs> I'm not going to get, I, I know right well, Al's just going to jump in and out the whole time and I'm going to get lost. I'm going to forget. Uh, so yeah, we had a great time. Went out on a holiday visa. Um, a lot of the lads we were living with and stuff were actually out in J1s. Found it a lot easier to get work. Um, New York, I thought I was going to walk into an Irish bar. I was going to get great tips, yeah. you know, all this kind of stuff. And it really didn't work out like that. I ended up in a, I was, I was bar and restaurant manager for a fairly fancy Russian like place okay. down in, okay. down in Brooklyn. And uh, but the problem was it was only open like three months. We had no customers. Uh, like half the day, I was, I was just like going out to the street, and like, hey, do you want a free drink? Like, oh, just geez. trying to bring people in. I was the only one there that spoke English. Such a shame, isn't it? Though? Oh, but it's such a shame that there's so many Irish bars in there. I know Man. now. It was it was our thing that like we actually went out second week of June, so we were kind of laid out by yeah. J one standards and stuff. And okay, we yeah. struggled out. There was a local guy from where I'm from. Got my girlfriend at the time a job uh, in the pub he was working um, as a host, but like there was no bartending jobs going. I right. didn't want to do the hosting because I was thinking mm. tips, you know, and they don't really get tips. Yeah. So um, had a great time. The only thing, if I was going to, I'd do it properly. Yeah. Um. Like I was going into places and saying, any work, they're saying, you have your visa, you do. And I was lying and saying, yeah, I actually have, I'm, I'm an American citizen. I was, yeah. bo- I was born here, lived in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, I had a great time. Yeah. Um, I would do it slightly differently. Yeah, um, yeah, of course, yeah. Like I'd definitely go out earlier, definitely would have tried to organise, like I, now in fairness. Were you, I, over, were you over with a, bu- with a bunch of lads, were you? Yeah, so yeah. we lived, it, so initially we lived in Woodlawn, which is like the really Irish area. Yeah, um, Lived there for about three weeks, but it was it was just we might as well have been at home. Honestly, I might as well have been back in the leash, walking down the street. It's just Irish people, Irish accents, yeah. everything. Wasn't really any different. 
So we actually moved down to Brooklyn then. Uh, we thought we were going to a uh, really nice part of Brooklyn, Williamsburg, you know, mm. Hipster Central, all the rest. No. Uh, it was actually Bed-Stuy, and we were the only white kids for 10 blocks. Um, so it was a little bit of a baptism of the fire, um, but we, we never had any problems. Uh, and we used to actually have, like, parties on our rooftop, uh, and we used to, like, all the neighbours used to come and stuff. But the problem was, the door up to the roof was actually locked. Uh, the only person that had a key for it was the superintendent, he won't give it to anyone. So everyone used to come into our apartment, because it was a top floor apartment, climb up the fire escape. Fire escape. Like, wow. <laughs> the fire escape was the scariest thing in the world. Oh, like, it did not feel safe. I'm, no. I'm only a little man, I don't weigh very much, <laughs> and uh, I tell you, it used to be shaking, and used to... That's... So, you probably had a lovely view of... Oh, it was amazing, like, we had the whole skyline, mm. it, was, it was great, but... Uh, Tell us about Chicago. What did you uh, work as? Well, I, I didn't make much money over there. I, was oh, I can tell re- you I didn't. I was working in retail, like, <laughs> okay. making feck all. The lads were working in uh, restaurants, and uh, about two or three of them were working in two, uh, restaurants in, where is it, Navy Pier. And they were making, like, so much tips. Yeah. They were coming home with so much money. I was coming home with the basic minimum wage fee, working in, in um, Top Man over there in Michigan Avenue, but we just, it, it, the experience of it was amazing. We lived um, up in a place called Jarvis, which was the second last stop on the red line in Chicago. If anyone's been on their J1, they either stay in Jarvis, Loyola, or the one, I think the one, I can't remember the other stop, before it or after it, but we were one of the last stops anyway. The experience was unbelievable. It was great, like it, it just a, a really, really good city. The weather, fantastic. Like I don't know, in America, the summers they have are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They really, they get all the seasons in one. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, I think when we were in New York, like I think on average it's about 38, 39 mm. degrees. Humidity up at 70, 80 percent. It's disgusting. Yeah. Like yeah. you'd shower, it was, you'd yeah. get dressed, and as soon as you're dressed, you're sweating already. Like, you're sweating you know? already. I was in New York there for Christmas, um, and it was like summer. Beautiful weather. Best time to go, really. Yeah. Do you know what? It was the same. Actually, when I was there, I I went to the McGregor-Alvarez fight in 2016. I think it was about 18 degrees. Yeah. And that was November. Mm. Because if you go in January, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And even going autumn, it's still very hot. Yeah. Yeah. So winter is probably the best time to go to New York. Yeah, oh, it is. I've heard heard, Mm. Any Any big stories from, from the J1? Oh, jeez. <laughs> 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 Any of them PG enough? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, just, just to bear in mind now, it's okay. We've got the explicit tag, so say what you like. I tell you, we used to, fi- we used to um, film the lads in, oh, in the shower and the lads would go in and oh, just film them and open the shower. Miss them. We'd, we'd call the person, Miss, there was a fella, I'm not giving his name, he got <laughs> mad at me, but his, his name to say... Mr. Wilson or something and we'd always say Mr. Wilson or for me Mr. Foreign and, and they'd open the fucking thing and film us you know just stupid stuff like yeah. that eight lads in a two bedroom what apartment. more could you expect like? <laughs> like, it, it was just nuts mould in the apartment and everything that's that's but that, that was the J1 experience um, broke after two weeks <laughs> that we, we got having to get ourselves a job actually yeah I do have a mental story we were on the streets for eight days what so we got accommodation yeah um, fuck it great crack <laughs> <laughs> we stayed in a closed bank um, we stayed with a guy a lovely fella Jerry Connolly he 
he ran kind of a hospitality service that would would hire the the J one students. He, he this is hilarious. The induction for the for the Irish J one students, he did he did with about I'd say fifty or sixty of us, um, and it was a day. And he said, usually for the Americans, the induction is about three days. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know that you guys are so well versed and copped on when it comes to working. In true, a bit of common sense. Well, like. true experience, true experience with the J1 students. They actually shortened the J1 students' induction down to a day. And the Americans take it's three days, apparently. <laughs> they are a bit thicker, though, to be fair. That's not true. <laughs> That's not, but yeah, we were kind of shocked by that, but... Yeah, look, we were eight days on on the streets. We stayed in his house out in the suburbs. Lovely fella, really nice guy. And I was doing my impressions then. Okay. I was doing my Eddie Murphy's, and <laughs> De Niro. So I kind of I, I became a bit of a hit within you know the community. There was a, a fella called um, Jesus Kevin. He's he's like he's a big time sports um, sports host for. Football. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, it'll come to you, it'll come to you. I've seen Kevin Pelton, but that's not it. He, he's Irish and he's, he's oh, over okay. in the States now. Yeah. He, he does a bit of work with Christian Vieri. Okay. Um, I don't know what network it's on. But he had kind of a set, set up a thing in Chicago called Hop the Pond and that was like the party kind of, uh, he'd host like a couple of the J. Like a promoter parties. kind of thing. He was a promoter over there and he had like, like a rooftop party. So yeah, he'd yeah. A view of the city. Um, but he, he sorted us out like he helped us while we were homeless a mate of mine from Port Marnocky and Bailey he was there for a year he had us in his so Put we, you were, up we, were, we were grand but we were carrying and were we were carrying our luggage around Luke Martin as well he needs a shout out <laughs> he had us for a day or two legend we were carrying our luggage around all our and were eight of you like just landed into whoever's house was going to put you up for yeah and it was like that for most people though like mm. the, most most of the people on the J1 it was mental. Now, when it was we insane. When we went, I out. got the apartment. By the way, the <laughs> I got I got the fucking apartment. Well, yeah. when we went out, so the lads went out about maybe two weeks before us, and they were going to sort the accommodation and everything. So they were actually homeless for about a week, ten days as well. Yeah. But so this guy that just randomly met um, <coughs> ended up saying, "Are you Irish?" Like, they were literally sitting on a street corner. <laughs> e Irish? And he said, yeah. And he goes, where are you staying? Nowhere. And he said, right, get in the van. Like, so, like this way the lads described it, just a white van. But he just threw all the shit in, jumped in, brought him back, gave him, his wife cooked him a big meal, uh, everything. He goes, so where, where are you going to stay, lads? No idea. Uh, he goes, come on, lads. He had a big basement. He went out and he bought, like, five, six blow-up beds. Uh... Put the lads up. He kept just bring down crates of beer, everything. <laughs> then we got a place, and um, we were there for we were there for about a week. And like as I said, humidity, heat, everything mm. was just disgusting. We used to have to just sit outside and hope that the breeze would mm. cool us down a bit, like we'd no AC. Blow up beds. Blow up beds. Yeah. Like my blow one, my one actually had uh, a puncture in it, and like myself and my girlfriend yeah. kind of shared this double blow up bed, and like. Ten minutes after we go to bed, it's just deflated. <laughs> and like, if, I don't know if you've ever been on a deflated airbed, but yeah. if someone moves, it's like the other one goes, whoop! Yeah. And um, yeah. the amount of rows we had about it was unnatural. <laughs> um, but we were sitting outside anyways, and this guy, different guy altogether, pulled up in a van, and he goes, uh, well, where are you from? Good for you, boys, Donegal, whatever, grand. And he goes, uh, 
Why are you sitting outside? Why are you it's too hot inside. Have you no fucking AC? No. And he goes, right. He just drives off. Comes back an hour later. He went out and he bought two ACs. Oh, second hand off a mate of his. And he just gave them to us. And he goes, uh, and he says, do you, do you have beds? Actually, we've enough beds. We can't. <laughs> um, and yeah, he just goes, Whenever you're moving out, just give me a buzz and we'll Jeez, take him back. Great yeah. country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was a Galway man. Kevin. Jeez, I'm not going to think of his second name. Kevin something who's was Galway man. Um, looked after us. Nice fella. Yeah. Right. Moving on. We'll keep it. We'll bring yeah, it back no, to this side of the pond. Back to the, the impre- but yeah. J1. Do it, guys. Just do it. It's, it's the best experience. I think the plan this summer is to stay in Dublin and work away and see if we can go somewhere with the podcast and then we'll see what happens. Absolutely. We have to, like, it, like we'll be finished the degree then next year as well. So mm. we'll have that out of the way yeah. and then we'll see what happens from then on. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so, come on. Tell us where and when did you actually say, okay, I can do this full time? November 2015. Wow. You, straight off That's the bat. Um, and funny enough I decided to leave I left in November 2015 I probably decided around October so I, I would have given um, my job four weeks notice I think mm-hmm. um, and then a week later I was offered a job in Joe.ie when I left and I worked for Joe and I don't think many people know do you know yeah we did yeah. but okay. we actually now to be fair we know this because we were informed by a prior guest of ours yeah yeah Mr. I, Connor Moore yeah yeah they were he was brought in for an interview you were still there we're gonna stick with Al <laughs> um yeah uh, look Connor's a good friend of mine uh, Connor's one of the best impressionists in the world in, in my opinion um I was in Joe.ie and it just I just didn't like the way the way I'll say it straight out. I didn't like the way I was being treated in there. Okay. Um. I. I. I did a lot of great work for them in there in terms of like viral videos and voiceover work and just I don't think but they they said it themselves. Um. Paddy McKenna said it said it himself. Who's the editor of Joe? Mm-hmm. Uh. He said we didn't understand how to manage you at the beginning. Um. Uh, we learned, they learned through, through, trial and error. Yeah, through mishandling me to not do that with Connor. Mm-hmm. And, and what was it, saturation or just? When I was initially brought in there, I was there from Monday to Friday to sit in front of a computer and, you know, the odds two or three times during the week be called up to do something if something came up. Mm-hmm. It was just, there was no organisation to mm-hmm. it. Um, I worked with Christian von Strenger in there um, and Gary Carroll, who Connor probably mentioned. That Gary Carroll did, yeah. Two geniuses. Absolute geniuses. We did the Euro song in 2016 with O'Neill and Keane, if you remember that. Uh, it was Joe's kind of, Joe's entry as this, the official song for the Euros. <laughs> Uh, it was Islands and the Stream, Ireland's Euro's Dream. It was that kind of mix. I did the McGregor video for New York. Just we we had hits like they were hits, you know, that were going viral online, and they were the superimposed animated videos. And then the odd time I I do the a couple of videos myself, um, but just no, just the way everything was handled. It's just. It was unfortunate. It was. It was very unfortunate. They'll say it themselves, you know. And uh, did you leave on good terms? I don't know if I did. Okay. I don't know if I did. Um, 
was your was, did, did it come to a turning point then? Did you say, do you know what, I'm out, I'm gone? Oh yeah, yeah, I had to, I had to leave. I, I was doing well myself, kind of without them. Mm-hmm. Um, I still am. I'm, I'm happy doing, doing my own thing. Um, I mean, look, if there's, if there's an opportunity for us to both work again, where it's on good terms, yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm gonna be like, say, oh no, we never want to work Never go back there. But it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a great kind of time. Um. I wasn't allowed to post anything on my social media. On your own well. personal? Yeah. Okay. I that was a big thing, I think, that I mentioned as well. Yeah. His own page versus what the work that mm. he was doing for yeah. for them. I wasn't allowed. They were very, very strict on that. Um, and that term wasn't in the contract. When you signed it? No. Oh. So were, it was kind of a... Um, Ad hoc addition mm. to your... More, they, they kind of looked at it as a gentleman's agreement, I suppose. Okay. Uh, but look, I was in there, and I, I and I'm very proud of some of the work that I did in there with with Gary and Christian, um, you know, because at the time that that work, it was a hit on their pages, and I, I was delighted to provide that, and like I, I, they're they're doing so well. I wish them all the best. They've become a different beast, um, with the podcast with Dion's podcast and fun, yeah. um, you know, a couple of the shows that they're doing in there, they like they've. There's some unbelievable talent in there. They really do. So, you know, Paddy was Paddy was good to me when I was in there as well. But it was just look. It was unfortunate the way it worked out. Mm-hmm. It really was. And uh, yeah, and, and and also some of the writers in there. I'm still talking to to this day. Um, Tony Cudahy and um, Colin Buhig. He's not in there anymore. Um, and Connor Heenan. Like th- those those lads. Kind of uh, they were the first to pick up my work and kind of they were they wrote articles about my work and they post my, my social media videos so for that for that I am very thankful um, but yeah it just it ended on a bit of a sour note unfortunately okay it did and where did you move to next then what was next it was just it was all me next all foreign comedy it was all all foreign comedy next um, what was it 20, <coughs> 2016 I left Joe okay I was there for about 6 months and then I was kind of doing work. I, I was kind of doing um, uh, freelance. Just freelance work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Word was lost. In <laughs> I was doing freelance work um, up until the end of 2016. <clears throat> and then kind of pushed away from that. And then I started doing my own thing. Um, and I was getting I was getting work at a lot of the uh, sportsmen's dinners. Yeah. You know, and came okay, March 2017. Uh, Nearly two years ago now, where it was the Floyd Mayweather. Oh, the the presser <laughs> over in London, yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm. Uh, no, it was in Birmingham. Oh, Birmingham, sorry. Mm. It was a dinner, and it was a dinner kind of in Birmingham, and I was only told an hour before yeah. that I was to go on, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and try and you know crack the audience up, and I went on as McGregor, and yeah, that kind of that was yeah it's one of the biggest videos I've ever done, mm. and I think as well during that time. When I when I was freelance working for Joe, uh, I I was doing I was doing videos with Schaefer, um, Schaefer Bates, mm-hmm. one of my one of my best mates. He just he's fantastic. He's, fr- he's, he's phenomenal. Um, he's gonna have a busy he's gonna have a busy few weeks as well with Game of Thrones coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the staples, of course. Yeah. We we made uh, we just did a simple video with Keen Toomey recording us about two years ago. Um, and I got on. It was around the time when Uni Lad and Lad Boy were yeah. doing a share, 
and with that share you gain about a hundred thousand followers and you know the glory days <laughs> we did it we did a video together it was our first ever video when two impressionists meet and it got about 40 45 million views wow on uni that yeah wow and we haven't we're we're constantly we text each other every day but we haven't had the time to to make any videos really he's obviously he's over in cardiff i'm here um we did it we did it again and, and it, it did really well it got a couple of million views when two impressions to me part two so we're going to do it again there's actually a demand schaefer did a q a on instagram and there's he, he was telling me there was three or four people asking when are you and al for yeah so to hear that's brilliant you yeah, know definitely. it's 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 great so definitely, I'm gonna do a bit of work with him. So, Al, when did you consider doing taking your brand of comedy and doing tours? Yeah, where did the light show develop out of? Um, it was more. Uh, I didn't. I, I'd be honest. I didn't really like the tour. No. <laughs> really? No. I loved Vicar Street. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was. It, it was a premature decision. Okay. That I that was made. Um. I, I just look back at it now and I think we we, we, we sold Vicar Street we sold we sold Belfast but Cork and Limerick it just wasn't too well we did I did press for it um, which didn't the press was great but it didn't didn't help the sales mm-hmm. it was just I don't know it was really weird it was I was focusing so much on it that I kind of lost my passion for the videos which the, the sketch videos for me are the important that is, bread and butter, that's like. my bread and butter that is my my primary um objective mm-hmm. but the tour came and it was going to get this show together and we did we got the show together and it, and it, with the last show was vicar street and it ended on a lovely high but my god it took so much out of me yeah. it took a lot out of me it really did so a lot of people uh guys they might be familiar with the two johnnies mm. they've been talking about how they were they basically toured the country last year mm-hmm. doing all different ga yeah and they say like it looks it looks fun from there, like oh, their Snapchat experience and post on social media, but it's actually very difficult. They said it was absolutely very exhausting. Yeah, exhausting. Yeah, because yeah. they like the, I did four shows. <laughs> yeah, like the boys said that they were doing. They could be in Donegal on on a Friday evening and yeah. have to be down in Wexford on. Uh, uh, sure, what they they went that when they started here, they went from Sligo there recently, and then I think the next they one were leash next leash. Yeah. Uh, mm. Oh no, they were they were. Fifth of February, that was yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a lot of people, that is something that we've we've seen is that tourists are extremely demanding. Mm. Um, obviously, you you would agree with that. Yeah, they are demanding, um, and it makes you really miss the work that you that you always mm. do. It, it makes you do the tours make you miss the work that made you get the tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back know? to your roots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, enough. You're you're over and back from. Uh, England quite often. Is yeah, that, that is that. Uh, does that take its toll? Um. Yeah. Oh, it does. It does. But it's it's enjoyable because it's a relaxed kind of setting. The gig. Mm. It's a sportsman's dinner. Mm-hmm. The MC sits with me for twenty five to thirty minutes. I already have the script written. I've sent it on to them the day before through email, and um, so it's just kind of a a questions and answers okay. kind of round. Mm-hmm. And I categorise each impressions. It's, it just it works a charm for those gigs. It works an absolute charm. And how long would 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 you do for that? Like say, 
minutes. When you were doing the live shows, they were what, hour and a half, hour and two and half, hours. Hour and a half with different sketches okay. attached to each that's, one. That's a lot mm. to... It's a lot and it's it's something that I probably won't do. And I'm not saying that I'll never go back to, to doing a tour again. Different format. I'm maybe. working yeah, I'm working on doing it in a completely different format. I went with the way that Mario Rosenstock and Oliver Callum would do their shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and, and they did it successfully. But I just uh, I'm quite different to them in a the sense that I do rely heavily on my my improvisa- improvisational skills. Mm-hmm. Whereas a, a lot of what they do is strictly yeah, it's it's sticking to the to the script. There's audience. There's a lot of audience interaction with myself as well. So, I I'm gonna try to do it a different way. Definitely, yeah. definitely a different way. So you said that you've done like a lot of sports dinners, and obviously you're over and back to England. So you've definitely met some of your heroes, I'd say, in the sporting wow. world. Who who was who was one, or even a couple, if you like to mention um, that you you talk butterflies about. in the tummy, yeah. kind of skulls, skulls, oh, of course, Gigsy. skulls, gigs, um. Yeah, that was unbelievable. I'd say meeting McGregor was surreal. That's, you know, that was the impression <laughs> that uh, got your start. There's your man. There's your man over there that does the impression. <laughs> I, every every time I meet him, he forget it. He, he, I think twice I met him, he he, he knew who I was. Then two or two times I met him, he forgot who I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when he met me, he goes, yeah, you sound nothing like me and all that and this and that. But, but well done, you do a very good job on the other impressions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that was the experience of, of meeting him. Meeting, um, I met Mike Tyson. Whoa. Did you do the impersonation in front of him? No, unfortunately, <laughs> I, unfortunately I didn't get to do the impression because he probably would punch me in the face. <laughs> That was that was surreal. Yeah. That was I'd be yeah, like if I was taken taking the out of Mike Tyson then actually even met yeah, I'd be, be scared because like, yeah, like Yeah, that was crazy because we were in the room, it was myself and my cousin were in the room and my cousin uh, I brought him along because he's a huge boxing fan and Mike Tyson was his favourite favourite boxer of all time. Like he just he watched Mike Tyson's fights and he just lo- he loved him, you know, and um the scariest thing ever it was like three of the security guards walked in then he walked in and he was like and his eyes were fixed on the two of us and we looked uh, and the security said you need to move out now and we were like okay okay no problem but he just came in and he, it was the glare he gave us that frightened the bejesus out of us that was that was the most surreal yeah definitely the most surreal Um, the best one was the Giggsy Giggsy and Skulls so they were so sad. They were so nice to me. They were like, they telling me how much they enjoyed my, my, my show and the work, and that was just, that was incredible. Just because yeah. I watched those two, growing up, those two, yeah, them. those two guys growing up and week in week out, and it was just, that was amazing. Mm. You know, I don't think I don't think any anything will top that. Doing the that gig, the class of ninety two, uh, obviously minus minus uh, Bex. Mm-hmm. But doing that gig in front of them and getting a picture with them on, on stage in hotel football, that was amazing. Um, Do you think you could, is there anyone that you've in your sights that might topple it? Um, I, I would say Robert De Niro and Alex Ferguson would probably okay. be, yeah, uh, meeting Fergie would be the... I'm sure, I'm sure that one would probably be soon enough. That would prevent, present itself. Yeah, yeah, it could sure. possibly be t- tomorrow evening. Whoa. For, um, it's Paddy Crown's Man United Legends 
he's a character as well. It's his 80th birthday. Okay. So I'm doing a little a little spot at that tomorrow evening in MU MUTV. So hopefully, yeah. Hopefully the synopsis of the of the podcast he's come from. He did get to meet Alex. We're just throwing yeah. a little sound, but at the end, update he did. <laughs> um. So yeah, you're doing your own thing now, the Alphorn comedy. Is are you a man that sets himself goals, or are you just taking it as it comes? Um. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm kind of doing both at the minute, but I am setting myself goals. I'm trying to crack different markets. As I said mm. to you guys before, I'm looking at um, bring, doing like the professional wrestling in yeah. nations. Mm. Um, you know, in a sense, where a lot of us are taking a leaf out of what Connor did. Yeah. Um, you you've, know, seen, you've seen a niche and he, he yeah, went Connor, for it. Yeah, Connor's seen a niche and he, he went for it. And it's like, it really, it was, it was a genius move on his part. Um, with the with the golf impressions, so that's what I'm doing. I'm seeing a niche. I think you have to have an interest though. Sure. Like Connor has mm-hmm. a really massive interest in golf, mm-hmm. which it, it helps you. Yeah. Impressions. Yeah. I have a huge interest, obviously, in football and in acting, and uh, in, in, sorry, in, in film. So that's why I do a lot of the the actors, um. But yeah, I'm trying to kind of crack that market, and I hope I think I did. I got a I got a good kind of reaction. Yeah. On Twitter from that video, it, it wasn't particularly funny because <laughs> what could you do with wrestlers? You have to like scream and shout. And yeah. um, I did jump I, around. I, I made the video with just a shout out as well to my to the lads I use for production, Dice Men Productions. They work with Alan Calden as well. Oh, very good. And uh, they're phenomenal. They're they're up and coming. Like and their their work is really it's it's really good. But um, I remember after I did that video, I had a massive migraine. Because I was just screaming so much. I was doing holes. What are you going to do, brother? I was doing Hulk Hogan. I was talking like that, brother. You know, and, and, and macho man. And I was screaming like stone cold. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I've never. Like, I've, I've shouted. Over the last four or five years, I've screamed and shouted at, as Al Pacino. And I've never got a migraine from that. <laughs> my God. Just doing all those testosterone fueled men you know it was just it, it, it did it took a lot out of me does that does that ever because obviously like your livelihood depends on your voice do you have mm. to look after your voice oh, you know yeah. a little bit of a honey tea going there you see there's you probably find about um, nine or ten packets of vocal zones yeah I've got vocal zone tea in there I've got lemon oh, I've just I've got the I've got the Mm. The, the, kit. the kit for it yeah. <laughs> this is better because I, I remember a few years ago that Ronaldo insured his legs oh yeah, yeah millions yeah. would you ever insure your voice <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you got a really bad call imagine like ring, ringing up to get like <laughs> do your car insurance premium any chance you do my voice here as well that's if I if I get hit, if I get his level of following then yeah, I probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah no, it's it, you have to keep it you have to keep it safe, I suppose. Like it's fairly, it's it's not the best now. I was gigging last night in Bray, at the Bray Comedy Festival, um. So it's, yeah, you have to kind of keep on top of it, mm. but not too much of the, the vocal zones either, not too much of the of that because that can kind of overdo it. it, it can, can overdo it. You don't don't rely on it when your voice is, is strong enough to to actually, you know, when when your voice is strong enough to go on with the gig, if you're feeling a bit. Then yeah, then go for it. You know, it's it's that yeah. go to. Let's talk about some of the impressions themselves. Mm. Yeah, what what are your favorites and maybe some some that you're kind of sick of doing at this stage? Like you have a, well, <laughs> you have over a hundred characters like this stage. 
I think so, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I can't, I... Yeah, I doubt you sat down and just counted them, all. counted them all up, but no, it, God, was pushing it anyways. My 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 dad, who who else? My dad is manager. is my manager. Yeah, no, we we've I've kind of saw, I've signed with a new agency as well, Aviary, um, and they're it's they the three guys who are in that agency is Barry Murphy of Apray Match, mm-hmm. um, James White he manages Foyle Arms and Hog, and uh, John Henderson who manages Jason Byrne. So. They're, these guys are good in terms of like they're training me now. They're training mm-hmm. me in my they know in my, the business <clears throat> in my comedy skills and says you know they're kind of saying yes you're relying on the improv skills but let's kind of balance that with the script okay. as well you know uh, and they've been brilliant so far and and that was my dad's oh sorry I know we're going off yeah. with the impression but that was my dad's ultimate goal to kind of you know, hand me off to, to, to bring you to a certain point then. You know, my my dad's helped me so much, you know, throughout my career in the last two years. He's been brilliant and he's he doesn't know much about the business. He'll admit that himself. Mm-hmm. Kinda of learning as he goes. He's as learning much. as he goes. But he's still he's still there, he's still kind of managing me, he's still looking after the nitty gritty kind of side of it. Side of it, yeah. The taxes and all that and oh. Yeah, yeah, all that kind that of heavy <laughs> stuff, heavy all stuff. that malark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, no, I'm 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 happy I'm happy with them at the minute. It's, it was a it was a good move on my part. Uh, Tony Cantwell is in. Very good. He's, yeah. he's with them as well. He's he's cracked me. <laughs> he's just hilarious. Him and and Foil Arms. Uh, yeah, the last year. boys. Uh, they did a show more over there a few months ago. Ah, they aren't they phenomenal? They the stage, yeah. Have they been on the podcast? They no, they're. I, I, I've, I've, I've tried to reach out to them. Yeah, you might put in a word for us if you ever. Absolutely, if yeah, they're they're just unbelievable. I actually am. What was hilarious is what they when they were. Um, it was a Saturday evening. They were doing the Waterford gig, mm. and I was working. I work in a bookshop in the city centre, and uh, me and my friend were on our lunch breaks. Mm. I went down to a Brian sandwich bar, met one of the boys. Mm. She went off to a, a different Indian restaurant, met the other one of the other lads. <laughs> 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 chance. Yeah, and then yeah. We, we met them at the gig after. And was like, you were, the, you did you see? Did you were you, was I talking to you in O'Brien's? So like, <laughs> <laughs> that was me. But um, ah no, yeah, they're great lads and. Uh, I'd obviously I'd be really good friends with um with Rory Stories. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, ah, just I I just have so much time for him. He's he he's in terms of advice and just parenting you know, advice now because Rory's Rory. I'm getting all. Had... I'm getting all that now. Rory, well, he has a he has a young daughter as well. Yeah. And he's had his his little his little fella Zach, um. But yeah, just in terms of advice and in the business and to social media, he's 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 great. Like he's. He's a really nice fella, you know. He's well, you know. He's always talking about that. Oh, I'll tell you something. Like we, we, when we we text each other, I get about like a four minute WhatsApp voice message. Right, I'm gonna make myself a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just. Uh, would you Would you get a lot of his? I don't. I don't mean this in a bad way. I know you're quite soccer oriented, and Rory's quite GA oriented. You know. Uh, some of the stuff. Well, I, I kind of. I think. I think anyone can get the the desperate male. Yeah. You know, you know, P, is it PJ? Is that the name? PJ, of the yeah. PJ, the desperate and and the typical dubs kind of real sixteen is Dublin. What's the score of the Liverpool? You know that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Ah, yeah, definitely get that. There's there's a few that I'm kind of lost. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't get that. <laughs> you know, and that's you disgraceful. I've I've played I played GAA for Navy Man Oak. Oh, did you? Mark Marnock. Uh, yeah, at a very young age. Yeah. Um, 
good memories. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I, I think some Rory stuff is brilliant. I think it's general comedy is 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 what people love as well now. The stuff he does with with Enya as well is yeah, goes down yeah, a, yeah, a, a yeah, hit, you know. Um, and then I suppose we'll we'll bring back just kind of your your method. Like, how do you 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 decide now you want <laughs> to do a new character? What what is your what is your process for that? Um. Okay. An example would probably have been Oli. Okay. Um. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. So a couple of weeks ago, it sounded like I was doing <laughs> like that kind of Arsenal fan TV. Okay. Yeah, that's that's how bad it was at the start. <laughs> He's got a very strange accent, Oli. It's kind of so Swedish and like, Manchester. You know, um, you're just talking more like this. Um, the players are playing fantastic football, and um, we're just learning every day to just play good football and. Not be so negative about them. Why did you lose on? Why did you lose the match at the other night? Um, well, at least I was positive. Um, <laughs> post it's but the the um, it, the inflection of the impression mm. is the in, so it's like the in. It's the mannerisms. The, yeah. the in, but that the um starts the sentences off. So it's um, I think we're playing just really really good football. We can rotate at any minute. Obviously, can't rotate Alexis Sanchez because he's shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like that. And it's this podcast in, is not endorsed by Oligarchy. It's the aim between as well. So in, 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 had a bit of a bus up in the Baltimore airport. In, things aren't going too well. In, so, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. There's an inflection to each impression. You know? So something that that <coughs> set you rolling, like basically. It gets the ball wrong. Okay. Yeah. And like... Well, Mourinho, it's, I think... I think... You know, so it starts I, I think I, I, I listened... When we were doing our research, I listened to a podcast that you'd done. Um, Head Stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, God, that was about three and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and I think during that, you said, like, your one from McGregor was the laugh. Yeah, yeah, the You laugh. know, that, yeah, that yeah. was kind of what set yeah. you... Yeah. Um, what was probably your toughest... Impression to nail? Oh, that was quite tough. Yeah. Um, oh, God, what was tough? What was really tough? Was like, there anything you, you, you kind of said after trying for a while, God, I'm not going to get this, like? Um, would it have been Klopp? Might have been Klopp. Klopp is still still a, an uphill battle for me. Um, oh, I can't. I'll have to come back to you on that one. That's right, that's right. Which one yeah. was tough, because... Was there one that just... Came to you just straight off the bat, like yeah, yeah, straight. There's ah, there's some that come with that, and there's some that take weeks, weeks, and you're like, oh, for God's sake. What's been the easiest one? Yeah. Um, McGregor wasn't easy. I imagine you, the yeah. the American twang to it is kind of see yeah. anybody like I think the dub of it would have been I, quite yeah. I think people kind of get confused with the, oh. it. It is just a, like people mm. just use a dub accent and they think that's it. To actually get it nailed down. It, it, at, at the start, it was very much like this. So I, I would talk very much like that. Because pe- people associate, and then, and then of course, it, it kind of morphed into something like this. You know what I mean? So where, where, where I, was, I was talking about that and, and, and talking about, you know, post fight, just analysing the fight about, about, about what went wrong. So things are, are hopefully going to be very good for the future. Do you know what I mean? Maybe get a rematch with Khabib. No, probably not. <laughs> but it, it, that's where I kind of got from. Yeah. The easiest one, yes, I know what the easiest one was. It was Katie Taylor. Really? Oh. 
I was just one of your best buddies. Well, yeah, obviously, you know, you're 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 kind of it's you're racking your voice off because you're just trying to do it and you know just speaking about the past experiences and stuff like that. So um, it's actually perfect right now because I was in my hometown of Bray last night doing the gig. It's great to see all great to see all all dope from down the road there. Had a great chat with him there yesterday. So that's <laughs> that was easy. Uh, I, I only watched I rewatched the Katie documentary only like last week and oh my god, I might as well be I, got, like I, I, I got a message from someone on Instagram telling me not don't personate her. You know how it makes her feel, it makes her feel really bad about I just like she commented on one of the videos with the cherry laughing on Why would she care? She's she's like the be, she's Ireland's best athlete at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I was going to ask about Katie Taylor because you've started doing female voice now. You also have Kim mm. Kardashian as well. Any others? I have to work on more. Yeah. Uh, do, you know who, do you know who I was watching the other day and I was thinking, Jesus, she would be a good one to do because she's making waves at the minute. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Oh, yes. oh yes. The, the, was the fourth most highest viewed video in Twitter history. I read that today. Oh, her, um, yeah, in the, how do you define, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the president's power, yeah. Her voice is so annoying, though. It's so annoying. It yeah. is the most annoying voice, ever. but I think her voice is deliberately like that to annoy all of the Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's, no, she's very good, she's doing a great job, and, and she would be a good person to, to try yeah. and impersonate. Um, Look, I've, I've thought of a couple of videos coming up, like especially with the new Avengers film coming out. Yeah. yeah. You know, I thought of a video around Trump getting the gauntlet and, and erasing the likes of Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> <laughs> Schumer, and, 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 and AOC, and the Obamas, and everything. So I have an idea around that. Very know. good. Look forward to that. Just simple. But it's, it's videos that are things that are coming out at the time, it's kind of, they'll be trending. Yeah. But that Avengers film is going to make, what, a billion, two billion dollars, you know? So. You have to you have to jump on that bandwagon, although with Donald Trump, um, when you post anything Trump related online, it is completely they 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 cut the the reach on it. Really? Yeah. They, all of the social media platforms cut the reach on it because his name is so saturated on Twitter. I think, yeah, yeah. It's it's it, he's everywhere. Yeah. You know, like on average, if you type Trump into Twitter, you'll see um. 15,000 to 30,000 tweets in the last hour on average so it's it's his name it is so so yeah yeah you know um i'll just bring it back to like so social media from yeah. from a I, I know professionally obviously mm. it's your go-to it, it's it's, yeah. how you, it's how you've come to where you are today mm. on a personal level how do you indulge in social media like how do you <laughs> how, how do you feel about it <laughs> um I'm kind of quiet on it. I'm I'm really quiet on Facebook. Quiet enough on Instagram. It's Twitter where I just be your main platform. Go nuts, yeah. Just during football games, mm. um, when United are playing, I'd I'd be all over Twitter. Um, I think to I, even though Twitter is so divided, it's so divided. It's it's like when you go onto Twitter, it is. The, the, the war between the left and the right mm-hmm. is happening. Yeah. You know, it really is. You go onto Facebook and it's... And it's oh, you scroll down, <laughs> you could be waiting 10 tweets and then you'll see an all-out argument uh, on a thread or something like that. Whether yeah. It be a, whether it be over in America mm-hmm. or, more importantly, here about Brexit and the like. Literally, Twitter is a war zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is. 
Um, whereas Facebook is kind of, Facebook has become, well, I don't, I go on to Facebook and I'm scrolling down and all I see is people sharing viral videos of, mm-hmm. you know, you scroll through Alison's Facebook, you see viral videos of, of, of cute dogs or cute babies, <laughs> you know, and that's lovely and all that. And Instagram, it, yeah, Instagram is Instagram. It's a weird one. I think it's Instagram is really popular here. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very popular now. Yeah. It's so popular. It's be, it's become huge. And Except, I'd say it's probably the number one mm-hmm. in Ireland at the minute. Yeah. You know, I've always been told, oh, you should do your stories on Instagram. You should talk into the camera. Like, what am I going to talk about? What am I to talk about? You know, I told. I'm going to talk about what I did for the last... What you had for dinner? Yeah, I'm going to tell you all. I'm going to tell you all for the first half of my day how I got up and how I had my breakfast and... And I got in the car and I need to do this and I need to do that. No, you don't need to know that. <laughs> and I'm not being bad. People want to do it. They want to tell people. No. I, I, I would like to keep that kind of private. Has, has it ever been, and I know like especially as you blew up, um, has it ever come into your head like what you put out in that public sphere, you know, from a personal level, like your home life, you know, you obviously have a child on the way. Uh, Is that something that you want to maybe keep away from the public side of it, you know? Yeah, I think so. I mean, as you know, you know, my mom was <laughs> a huge part of the videos at the start. Um, she's a, she's a character. She's right. <laughs> so my I I am, in terms of my humor, I am my mom and and kind of my other side, my 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 interests and hobbies. I'd be my dad. Okay. You know, but my mom just her, her own. She added so much to the videos. She's always on to me. She's like, oh, will we make another video? Will we do this? But I'm so careful because of that now because I don't really make as much videos with my phone out. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get the lads come up here, the Dice Men lads come up and we, we create the content together and we release two to three videos a month now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is quite, I want to keep it limited. Um, in terms of my baby, you know what? I don't know. I no. I I'm not. I'm not gonna post with my baby up every day. <laughs> like, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna do that. Um, I get them a little. Uh, you know, the, I get them a Man United kit for the new season. Yeah, yeah. I'll have them in that and something, something simple like that. The Rugby World Cup coming up in in uh, September. You know, and I'll put them in the little kit for some. Yeah. Just simple. You looking forward like, to knocking the crack now, getting to express the sports side, put your stamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, she's not. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, I can't wait to put them in a Man United kit. Uh, sorry, sorry, that's oh, fine. I know, I know. But um, I'll send you a little. No, I, 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 <laughs> you really want he's the cheapest man I know. Don't talk to your friend. Don't talk to your friend like that. Kevin's a wonderful place. A sleep Russell Hotel, fantastic. Is it? Is it in Kevin? It's right beside. Yeah, right yeah. yeah. Shawnee Sean, Quinn territory, you know. It's all okay. Banded yeah. country. Okay. <laughs> we'll say no more. We'll say no more. <laughs> but, um, ah, yeah, look, on that, like, if we're out on a walk, I, I, you know, I'll post that picture up. I'm not, I'm not like, no, I'm not posting anything up. Mm. Uh, Nobody's going to see my baby. <laughs> no, 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 I won't be like that. Okay. I won't, I won't document it every day. Like, I'm, I'm, I won't, I won't put up about 40 Instagram stories. <laughs> A day, I'm sorry. I'm just not into it. I'm not into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm really not into it. People tell me, "Oh, you get followers from doing the story." What am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, what do you think of? What do you make of influencers? Like you have talent. 
and you know you're doing well from your talent. What are these? What's their talent? Apart from good bit of makeup. Um, I'll tell you what. They're they're hard workers. Okay. Um. I'll admit it can be frustrating. It can be frustrating that I'm, you know, I'm, I've worked hard on. I know you say talent, I don't like saying that word, but I've worked hard on trying to improve my abilities and I'm trying to, I'm giving people my content essentially for free and it, it does sicken me when I see them, it's, you know, for three or four posts a day, um, it's just them holding up a, a product yeah. and they get so-and-so, um, I don't know what the figures are. I don't know what the feeding. Have you is. been approached yourself for things like that? No. Uh, if I'm approached, you know, there's work that's put into there's work that's put into branded content. Mm-hmm. Um, the lads come up here. We put together a script. We send on the script to the client. That's the kind of work that we're getting. Okay. You know, um, I I I work my ass off to make it to make it good, to to make it, you know, professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in that sense, it is very frustrating. Um, it is, you know, she's watching some people, somebody into the normal random. She's watching some of them um, who have they have babies and they're getting free stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're going out and we're we're getting everything sorted. It's it, it can be a bit disheartening. We are conscious that myself and Greg have to be back in DCU for five o'clock, <laughs> um, which involves getting getting there somehow so we'll move into some of the lighter side as we as we kind of finish mm-hmm. up here so uh well you talked about the tea for your voice but tea or coffee 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 how do you take a coffee um moderate moderate mm-hmm. enough yeah, yeah. sugar a milk and sweetener mm-hmm. <laughs> now, is that is that you're doing now or no milk and candorel she can't take she can't take sweetener actually oh no, when you're pregnant, you can't take sweetener. Oh, really? That's a tip, yeah. There you go. There you anybody go. needs I just, yeah, in case any of us ever get Anybody needs any, anybody <laughs> needs any tips, on demand to go to. Um, Al, a favourite gadget? What's your most, like, what's, what could you not live without? What gadget could you not live without? Gadgets. Your phone? Ah, uh, yeah, but... Your camera, your it. iPad, your... I was going to say phone, but it's like, that's such a boring answer. Mm. Um, AirPods, anything like that? Actually... When when we met I Connor, when we met Connor, he, he actually got the bus out to DCU to us, um, and we were chatting to him for about two minutes, and he still had his AirPods in. I was like, "Hey, Connor, you know you've got uh, AirPods in," and he goes, "Oh yeah, I, I barely even noticed that they're there anymore." And I was like, "Oh," he goes, "Why?" He's like, "You look like a prick." Um, yeah, he actually did. That was within two minutes of meeting Connor Moore, so and I both Colin and Greg of AirPods. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually we were actually saying last week we were like we should actually email Connor a picture of the two of us there. We're like we're <laughs> um, I don't know if this question is entirely safe now, but um, did you ever experience Tinder? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before I met Alison, I experienced Tinder. Yeah. Did you meet Alison on Tinder? No. Oh, I wouldn't be telling you about Alison. I didn't actually meet her on Tinder, and, and no, but, but Tinder's a great. Uh, it's a great thing now because it's how most couples are getting together. Yeah, yeah. It really, it, it is. You know. Any horror stories from Tinder? Um. 
No, not particularly. I can't. Jesus. Get your lake fished at any point? <laughs> you really are fishing, aren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get right in there. I don't know if I was cat. No, I don't really. No. I don't okay. think it's happening. Okay. Never turned up for a date and you're just like, that is not who I am. Ah, no, not terrible. No, no, no. It's, I had a couple of dates on Tinder and they, you know, they weren't grand. They weren't. That, that was it really alright yeah. okay yeah. Um, three guests living or dead that you'd invite over for or invite out for dead. a point let's say for a point yeah. oh god so many um, three guests living or dead living or dead living or dead that you'd invite out for a point why am I lost here um, I know I'm very conscious you guys have to get back to we, we have one more little thing that we want to see too Robin Williams. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Robin Williams, Larry David. Larry David. Uh, did you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm very happy. <laughs> we got one more person to say, okay? Uh, one more person. Uh, it would be. Um, oh, this is so hard to choose. Christ on a bike. Larry David, Robert, these are two comedians I've picked. Um, Fergie? Yeah, probably. Probably Fergie. I was, was, was going to suggest Cantona. Oh, yeah, I was thinking, so was I. Yeah. I was thinking King Eric. Because he's a bit of a comedian. And <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking King Eric as well. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd probably go for Fergie. Fergie. Such a mad mix. Yeah. Fergie and Robin Williams and <laughs> Larry David. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so Al, at the end of every show we always ask our guests any advice you can pass on or what's the best advice you've been given? Um, there's a, do you know I'm, I'm blessed and that there's young impressionists that are coming to there's a young lad Ushin is his name he's on Instagram uh, Ushin Carroll I think his name is and he's always he's always coming to, to me and I think to Connor for advice um, and there's young lads in America who've come to me for advice wow, and good. the UK Um. What I'd say to them is, you know, I, I didn't start off like, you know, with De Niro and all the other impressions. They weren't, they're not up to scratch like they are now. Mm. You just keep working on them. Keep going at them. And um, we are very lucky. I know Facebook has brought in the algorithm change and it has kind of stifled opportunities online. I was very lucky to, to get in before that. Mm. Um, but there's so many other platforms that you can, that, you know, you can get the exposure on. Keep working on those impressions, um, or you know, hone hone your craft, um, and that's it. You just keep working hard. If if you don't work hard, and you're not really gonna get anywhere. If you have the ability, and you think with that ability, oh, I should be there, then you just you just need to work at it. Just keep working, you know. You get yourself there, and you, you'll get yourself there. That's how I did it. That's how I did it. I I I was talking to you guys. I said the gig that I did. It was nine years ago now, um, in my local community centre in Port Marnock. Um, I was doing call. I was in film production in Colossal Dooley. I was only down the road from this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking to myself, why am why aren't I why am I there? Why why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing that? The reason why was because I wasn't working. And then when I started working on it around 2014, 2015, I was getting places. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's what they need to do. And I. Anybody who needs advice, anybody at all, message me. I'll give you. I'll give you all the advice you need. Um, because I love. I love seeing young up and comers come up, and it's 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 great to see it. And it's also, uh, you know, a lot of people. 
a lot of people want to try and make want to have me and Connor and and Schaefer and Darren Farley they want us all against each other they want us all to pit us I want us all to work together yeah. <laughs> that's what I want because that makes the content ten times better okay. in my opinion um, that's what we want to do that's, that's the aim the, the aim in a couple of years time is for us all to be doing sketches together mm-hmm. um, do you ever see a sitcom coming to one of the channels you never know you never know <laughs> you yeah, please see. god yeah. touch wood um, if it does come it'll be fantastic but I have to say though, comparing impressionists from the past like Mike Yarwood, he would have been in the 70s. Um, Mario Oliver. Mario, who actually paved the way for us. So thank you, Mario, for that. Uh, but the, the the level of, in terms of, of impersonations nowadays, has it's got to a level where mm-hmm. the accuracy is, the demand for accuracy is there now. So you need to, you know, a couple of years ago, they would have just, they would have done a facial expression. Oh, that's brilliant! You know, but with the internet now and every everyone is evolving. 4K and everything. 4K, everything. It needs to be up to scratch. Very good. You know. Perfect. Very good. Well, um, thank you very much for taking Thanks, the time Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thank you for the flowers. As well. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. These gentlemen here brought flowers. So. But they're not really for you, if we're being honest. Now, <laughs> I know, know. They're, they're for but. Alison. Alison, get on your <laughs> just want to say to the DC students, thank you so much. Really, 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 really appreciate this. Big year ahead for me now. Just keep, keep winning, keep winning, and just doing my thing. And you know, not putting down my opponent, not not saying that they're they're crap, even though in my head I think they are. But <laughs> um, thanks, guys. Thanks a million. Cheers. In conversation uh, with Katie Taylor. Smash out for Thanks very much for listening. Perfect. Brilliant. Alan, thanks. We have uh, one thanks, little thing that we were going to try. We did it with Connor. Yeah. Um, so with Connor, we actually rang Colm's dad and he pretended to be Joe Brawley and asked him if he could organise a match for the weekend right. okay. uh, for the underage GA. So will we. Do, do you have a preference out of the two options? Which one is more believable? Either, I think, right. So my dad um, was a florist for 25 years. Okay. Uh, she had a shop. Uh, <laughs> Every, like, it's closed about 10 or 12 years now, but every Valentine's Day. So Are you a three, by the way? I am air. Okay, yeah, you'll get good signal. Oh, Grant. I'm a three, they're shocking. Oh, they are. And don't even bother trying to drink tech support, because... Uh, anyways. Anyways. I know. Yeah. I know. I yeah. Know. Anyways, uh, so, he had a flower swing. Without fail, someone rings every year. James Tony after forgetting the wife's fucking Valentine's Day again. Could you could you try out a bunch of a bouquet of flowers to the house there, right? Something like that. Or the second one is my dad actually does property management now, and uh, he fixes you know washing machines, dishwashers, mm. all that crack. Uh, he re- he was in the Irish Times Weekend magazine. No way. One of his customers is a columnist in it, and uh, she referred to him as um, Tony Washing Machine Mahal. <laughs> um, so you could ring him and be like. Is this Tony Washing Machine Mahal? I think that's more believable. Could be, yeah. Because it was in the Irish Times things. Yeah. yeah. At the moment as well. And who will I do with it? Yeah, this is, uh, this is the other thing. It's up to you. Like, it... it... Dunphy. Dunphy. Dunphy, baby. Yeah, Dunphy. Yeah. Now, I've seen your article in the Times. It's a very good article. Uh, Red is very good. Uh, you're doing very well for yourself. Just wondering if... Uh, my washing machine has been all over the place. I'm out in Ranana. <clears throat> he lives out in Ranana. Yeah. He's in Port Leash. He's in Port Leash, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, be like, so you come to Dublin. Now, the guys in Dublin are useless. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Right, let's go. Uh, can we give us your do you credit? Yeah, because you'll recognise my number. Like. I think I went on a bit of a rant about the Gossies there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll actually have, we can, you're probably busy, but we can send you, it'll be a couple of weeks before the episode goes up. Yeah, we on. can give it to you, yeah. let you have a listen. If there's anything you don't like in it, just shoot, yeah. shoot us an email at all. Oh, it's yeah. not a big deal at all. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> Hope he answers like, uh, like, okay, my dad, the lads will tell you. My dad's a bit of a character and for whatever reason, he puts on the worst Kulshi accent when he's on the phone. Like, you know what, usually like, people when they're on the phone put on their posh voice. Yeah. Dad just fucking, wow. make sure to put it on speaker. Alison's dad's the same when he's talking to, because he, he works out in the... In yeah. Oh, sorry. Speaker. Yeah, and right beside the right beside thing. Tony, you're alive. Irish Times. Hello. Hello, Tony. How you doing? Uh, I seen your article on the Irish Times uh, a couple of weeks ago. Right. It's just about the, the washing machines. Uh, very, very impressed with it. And obviously, you know, my washing machine is it's 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 been. It's, I, I don't know what's happening with it, but you know, we we've tried to get a couple. I'm I'm actually based out in Ranelagh, in in Dublin. Where are you based? I'm based out in Ranelagh in Dublin. Now I know I know I know I'm obviously I'm I'm well aware. That's you're you're in uh, part leash, uh, but obviously I, I want the best, you know. Uh, the best for me is is, is 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 what I need. And out in Dublin, uh, they're, they're quite useless. Uh, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, and I was wondering if you could fix my washing machine out in Ranelagh. We've had a couple of problems with this the last few weeks. I've got three different guys out there, and they, they haven't a clue what to do. Well, in terms of fees, what what will we be looking at? Because I, I I can you know if if there's an extra fee added onto that in terms of petrol, that's no problem. I'll pay for that. Uh, I just I seen your article on the Irish Times and I was very very interested in it. So uh, no no I'm, I'm glad you were interested in that, but uh, you know it, 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 No, okay, that's uh, that's no problem. No, you know, the, 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 but you have to. I I know that, but uh, look, you have to you have to realize here, baby, that I seen the the article in the Irish Times, and that's that's a national newspaper. So you could have guys from Sligo or Mayo calling you up, and 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 wanting your services. That's the only thing, you know. I, I, Well, if, if if we could work out an extra fee. Like, but I can give you the names of a couple of guys you don't know there. Look, I've tried around around Dublin and I have to say, Tony, they're useless. And I've seen the reviews about you, about how good you are. And I really would like to have you over. And look, if it means if it means an extra fee, whatever you want, add it on just no, a fee. Well, how about two hundred thousand, baby? No, even that, no, no, you may, you may, you may, you may get one of the guys in Dublin, but don't get in charge any more than seventy euros. You know what I mean? Oh, this—it's upset me very much about this, but 
look, if that's if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. And no, I can I can change one. I can change one. A couple of names of guys you've got in there. They're very good now. They're really are good now. I've sent them to Josh before. You know, I I recommend them. Okay, well that's that's they might, not be, they might not be as good as me now, but they will they will be good. Like, not really, they will be good. No problem. Yeah. Um, can you can. Okay, can you give me? Uh, I can pass. I'll send you. I'll send you. I'll send you a couple of numbers there. All right. No problem. Uh, I'll give you my details. Can you pass on to them? I will, of course. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, fire away there now. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dunphy, Dunphy, Amen. Well, no, I don't. I don't have anyone. No, I don't have to. No, I live a very normal life. I do. Don't be aiming at forty-five Ranella Court, Ranella, Dublin Two, baby. Well, no, listen. <laughs> Alright, Dad. <laughs> well, Tony. Uh, Dad, this. Uh, <laughs> the lovely voice was actually not Eamon Dunphy, surprisingly. It was uh, our good friend Al Foran, um, impressionist, who we're currently sitting down with. Very <laughs> only slipped up. <laughs> so you're not going to come to Dublin for the hundred grand. Then, no? I said two hundred grand. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, thanks for taking the time, Tony. Goodbye. <laughs> that was incredible. Oh, that was amazing. <sighs>